Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. This is Praying for America. I see we have a little different set today. Uh, today and tomorrow, uh, we're doing some other tapings in our studio, and uh, it was easier just to, to use this set to do this program. I think it's uh, worthy of this show. I'm going to have a lot to talk to you about in our little time together tonight. Uh, the Georgia runoffs, extremely important. President Trump's announcement, of course, very exciting the other night. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a, uh, a wonderful moment we've arrived at. Uh, as we expected, he is running for 2024, and we need to be talking to people about that a lot and getting them to think through the meaning of this important moment for us. I'm going to refer to a couple of books that uh, we really need to be promoting and reading uh, that have a bearing on his 2024 announcement. So with all these things, uh, let's put this in the context of the Word of God. I'm going to go to Ezekiel 33, starting with verse 7. It says this, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word of the, uh, I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways, that wicked man will die for his sin, but I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways, and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you shall have saved yourself. Son of man, say to the house of Israel, this is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord. I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, O house of Israel? Let us pray. Father, we offer this same exhortation to our fellow citizens today. In America, we want life for America. We want repentance from sin. We want joy and flourishing of soul. We want the fullness of blessings that you have in store for us. And therefore, we know that we must not only turn from our wicked ways, but we must be watchmen. We must be those who see what is going on around us, who understand your law and your will for us, and who speak that will into the present. We are to be prophets. Prophets, Lord, not so much in terms of foreseeing the future, but of seeing the present, of speaking to your people about how your word applies here and now to the things they must choose and the things they must reject. Enable us to be watchmen for the good of the house of America. Enable us to be watchmen when it comes to voting. Enable us to be watchmen when it comes to the Georgia runoff election. 
enable us to be watchmen when it comes to the election of 2024 and the presidential race. Enable us to be watchmen, Lord, in accordance with your word, because it doesn't come from pride. It doesn't come from, oh, I'm better than everybody else, so I'm going to tell them what to do. It doesn't come from some idea that we want to impose our own views on others. No, it's not about our views. It's about your word. And being watchmen means we love our fellow citizens enough to want to protect them from wicked paths, wicked ways. Thank you, Father, for this call. We share the prophetic ministry of Christ Jesus himself, who gave apostles, prophets, and teachers to the church for the building up of the body of Christ. Enable us to build up the body, Lord. Enable us to speak your word. Enable us to encourage your people. Enable us to do your will, including in the voting booth. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Do you ever think of President Trump as a watchman in the spirit of Ezekiel 33? We are a nation in decline. And he talks in that litany that he's been using in his rallies. He talks about the ways we have departed. Departed from the law of God. Departed from our founding principles departed from our own constitution, departed from peace and prosperity. As he says all the time, the current administration and the Democrats in power, after the elections of 2020, they could have just sat back and done nothing. The country was so firmly established with energy independence, border security, a booming economy, freedom protected on every level. They could have just let things keep running the way they were. Why destroy the country? It's because, brothers and sisters, these Democrats are in league with a worldwide effort of globalism they want America to fade into this, this uh, uh, nondescript global community where the exceptional nature of individual nations isn't acknowledged anymore. The greatness of America isn't to be tolerated, isn't to be valued, isn't to be sought, but rather we just become part of this globalist movement. No. The people on the left and the people in the Democrat leadership understand that President Trump was the biggest obstacle in the way of being absorbed into this globalist mindset. This is why you see the Democrat leadership of today doing things that one has to interpret deliberately weaken America on the world stage, internally. Why do they do these things? They know full well what the effects of these policies are. Not having a border, you don't have a nation. Not insisting on trade agreements that benefit America, but rather that benefit China, for example. They know the consequences of these things, but they're doing them precisely because they want to weaken America. 
on the world stage and 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 within her own borders. This President Trump does not tolerate because he knows we don't tolerate it. And the reason he's being attacked is that they're attacking us who love America, who are patriots, who want to put America first. This is the battle. This is the battle. People have to understand this. They don't want... See, because this is the agenda of the left, it doesn't matter to them who's the 2024 nominee, who's in the White House. It doesn't matter to them from the point of view of how much they're going to attack. Now, it may matter from the point of view of who they think is going to be best to fend off those attacks, but they're not going to change their attack mode just because of who we put in the White House. They're, going to, they're not going to change their attack mode. That's why we need somebody who knows how to fight them back. And you know what? There's only one person who's had the job already and succeeded in it. Only one. There's a lot of people who embrace the values there's a lot of people who put America first. There's a lot of people who agree with each and every one of the policies that President Trump agrees with. But only one person has had his job. Him. Only one person has succeeded in his job. Him. And that's why I've endorsed President Trump, and that's why tens of millions support his reelection that he announced this week. And that's why it'll happen. It has to happen. That's why Dick Morris wrote this book. I hope you've read it. If not, brothers and sisters, I want to urge you, the next thing you do after watching this program, order this book, read it, and then share it with as many other people as you can. It's called The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Well, that comeback has begun. We witnessed it with our own eyes the other night. And it's a comeback for America. You see, it's it. The other side, so, so, and when I say the other side, I don't just mean the left and I don't just mean the Democrats. I mean folks on the Republican side of the aisle who don't support Trump. They don't get it. And some of them think, oh, well, this is a cult of personality. And they think that that's what we want and they think that that's what he wants. Could not be farther from the truth. He's exactly the one who is saying, this is the, a comeback for America, for freedom, for you. This is the power you and I have. This is the power parents have to send their child to the school that they believe is best for them. This is the power individual Americans have to worship God according to their religious belief, not according to the dictates of government. This is the power clergy are supposed to have to be able to speak their mind without fearing government oppression or pro-life people have to defend babies without fearing that the FBI is going to come and raid them. This is the power that people have to create small businesses and not be crushed by government regulations. This is the power that people have to be able to live in a community and be able to walk their streets safely without worrying about crime being committed by people who came walking over the border because nobody stopped them in, a, in, in, in a, a proper enforcement of the laws that exist in this country and that immigrants are bound to obey. Freedom, it's about us. It's not about him. He didn't have to do this. You think he's doing this for some kind of 
ego or power or fame or fortune. He already had fame and fortune. And as far as ego goes, who wants to put himself in a situation where he's maligned and lied about every single day and every single night by practically every single mainstream media outlet? Who needs that? Who needs fake investigations being launched, fake impeachments, raids of their home by the FBI? Ego? Is that the way you stoke ego by inviting insult and malicious lies, persecutions and fake investigations and raids? Really? Is that the is that your idea of ego? How in the world can so many people get it so wrong? This is about us, the people. As President Trump always says, you know, they're attacking me because they're attacking you. I'm just, I just happen to be standing in the way. He's standing in the way of the attack on us and on our freedom and on our values and on our families, on our children, and on our country. He's standing in the way of those attacks. And that is why his personality matters. As I said, only he has succeeded in his job. He's the only one that has had his job. You know, to be president of the United States, you know, it's not like being the the, the governor of a state. You've got to be able to be, you've got to be tested nationally. You've got to be able to succeed nationally and internationally. Oh, there's a lot of people that are willing to be trained. There's a lot of folks willing to step up to the plate and learn. But he's been there before. He did it before and he did it successfully. He knows how to deal with China. He knows how to deal with Russia. He knows how to deal with Iran. He knows how to deal with these people. And he's not going to stop being as tough as he was before. And that's the next point I want to make. And and Dick Morris makes it very well in in this book of his. Chapter six is called A Kinder, Gentler Trump? Let me just read Dick's own words. A lot of people come to me and say Trump is his own worst enemy. They mean that they largely approve of his direction and policies, but that his constant battles with the media, Congress, and many of the leaders of his own party are a turnoff. Why can't he just modulate his style, be nicer and less confrontational, they ask. These folks don't get it. That his temperament and accomplishments are cause and effect. Let me read that sentence again, friends. This is important to grasp And we have got to get this concept across to our fellow citizens who might be thinking this way. Let me read it again. These folks don't get it. That his temperament and accomplishments are cause and effect. If you modulate the temperament, you won't get the accomplishments. Let me read one more paragraph. To like it or not, Trump governed by intimidation. He got his way with his own party, with Congress, with foreign leaders, and even the media by threats, loud complaints, accusations, and bullying. In 2016, Trump did not so much win the GOP nomination as orchestrate a hostile takeover of the party. Not a pretty picture, but an effective way to govern. 
and a way to govern for the very good of the party, the good of the nation, the good of all of us and all that we hold dear, the good of America. He didn't violate the process. He used the process. But the temperament, the temperament is absolutely essential to win in the kind of environment. Remember, you got to put yourself in his shoes. The kind of environment he deals with every day, the absolutely unprecedented, unrelenting, unjustified, unbelievable attacks from all directions. Hey, what, what do you do with that? Oh, well, oh, oh, yeah, be, uh, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. No, 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 no. You have to fight back. You have to push back 10 times harder than your opponent is pushing on you. It's the only way you, 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 you not only accomplish what it is that you needed to accomplish, defend what it is you need to defend, and accomplish the good that you set out and promised to accomplish. It's the only way you do it. It's not evil, it's not hatred, it's not mean, and it's not egotistical. You know what actually it is? It's self-sacrificing. You know this, but we've got to, we've got to make this point strong with our fellow citizens, right? I mean, we've got to, then this, this book is a great way to help other people understand this point. Dick Morris knows and has advised President Trump, and, and, and this is a lot of wisdom in this little book. The Return, please get it today. Please be, be I don't have any connection with the, I don't get any re revenues or anything from this. This is simply me telling you this because the contents of this book are good. And it'll help you understand the man who just announced that he wants to be the president once again. Complain, why would he want to do this again? He knows what he knows what's coming at him. Maybe did you think about this? He knows what's coming for him from the Democrats. He knows what's coming to him from the fake media. He knows what's coming at him from the you know, all these, uh, you want to talk about arrogance and ego. Look at some of these attorneys on the other side of the fence that are going after him. You want to see arrogance and ego. Look at this, this lowlife, uh, Letitia James in New York. She shouldn't be at, <laughs> anywhere near the front door of any kind of public office. Shameful disgrace that she is in the state of New York, my original home state. What a disgrace campaigning on, oh, we're going to go after Trump. What the heck kind of a nutcase is this? Honest to God. I mean, we, brothers and sisters, the kind of people that are coming along here, uh, making themselves enemies of President Trump and of all that you and I stand for, are like, you, you scratch your head and you say, well, what, where are these people actually coming from? They don't love America. They don't, they don't love any they don't have any common sense. They're insane. See, and this is he knows that this is what he's up against. And here he is. He says, Oh, he's raising his hand again. He's stepping up to the plate again. He's saying, I want to do this. Why? He, says, he said it a thousand times. Because I'm fighting for you. That's why they're attacking me. Because I'm fighting for you. I'm standing with you. So, friends. That's why I've endorsed him, and, and that's, why, that's why he's going to win. And that's why we need to get behind him. Again, let me just make one more point. I don't want to talk about the Georgia, the Georgia runoff election. This is not in any way to deny 
that there are a lot of great public servants right now. Some of them were in office and aren't anymore. Some of them are still in office that have this America first agenda that, that check every single box policy wise as President Trump does. But that doesn't mean they can get it done. They're as sincere as can be. They love the country just as much as you and I do. That doesn't mean they can get it done. We know he can get it done. And that's not a conclusion at the end of a syllogism. That's a fact that's right in front of our faces. We know he can get it done because he did it. It's not a conclusion at the end of a long process of reasoning. He did it. Let him do it again. While he's still got the strength and the will to do it, let him do it again. That's why I'm... uh, on his side. Let him do it again. All right. Did you read this book too? The MAGA Doctrine. The only ideas that will win the future. Well, Dick Morris's book just came back, but this is Charlie Kirk's book. Came out, what, a couple of years ago. Um, But it's still just as valid as ever because he's talking about the, the, the doctrine. You know, MAGA is not just to say, it's just 2020. MAGA is not just a political slogan. It's a doctrine. It's a well-thought-out, proven doctrine with a track record that if we embrace it, we're going to see tremendous, tremendous fruit for our country. Now, one of the fruits that that has to be um, won here is the Georgia race. So you've got this false prophet, Warnock, But you've got this great candidate, an athlete, Herschel Walker. I've met him. I've prayed over him. And uh, what a great man. Humble, sincere, strong. He's He's a winner. He's a fighter and a winner. And he's common sense. You know, I, I deal with the abortion issue full time and, and, and you may have seen the, the Walker, uh, Warnock debate where the, the abortion issue came up and, Warnock, and again, I say he's a false prophet because he's falsely representing the gospel of Jesus Christ when he says that abortion is okay. And he says, oh, yeah, you know, they're in the abortion uh, procedure room. You know, there's the woman and and, uh, her physician, but there's no room in that room for the government to be. Well, first of all, Mr. Warnock, the government is in that room. You don't think doctors have to obey the law when when they execute medical procedures? Come on, what do you mean? No, no room for the government. There's no laws anymore regarding the medical profession. That's point number one. But point number two is the response that Herschel Walker gave to him. He says, well, Senator Warnock seems to have forgotten. There's also a baby in that room. Yeah, there sure is. And Walker and, uh, uh, pointed out very clearly that neither Warnock nor the, nor the Democrat Party cares about the life of that baby. So little do they care about the life of that baby. They talk as if the baby doesn't even exist. As if the baby doesn't even exist. The the majority uh, opinion in the Dobbs case said the most striking thing about the minority opinion is that it makes no mention at all of of the other life that's implicated here, the life that's taken. 
by the abortion procedure. And when Biden responded to the Dobbs case with a monologue from the White House, not once, not once did he mention or even imply that there was a second life at stake here, that of the child. So in any case, all right, we've got this Georgia runoff. It has to be won by our side. It has to be won by Herschel Walker. Now, some people might say, oh, well, the, well, the Senate races, you know, already went in such a way that Democrats have 50 seats already, so they're going to be functionally in control of the Senate because the vice president cast the tie-breaking vote. So even, and, and that happens even if Walker wins. It'll be just like it just was these last two years. Well, yeah, of course it will. But it'll be very different if it's 51-49. If Warnock were to get in and, and now the balance is 51-49 in favor of the Democrats, that changes things. You see, because if it's 50-50, the Senate, the Republicans have leverage. The Senate leadership of the Republicans, Senate leadership of the Democrats have to work out an agreement. What happens when each, each party has 50 Technically, by the way, it's 48 Democrats and two independents, but they, the independents always caucus with the Democrats. So functionally, it's 50 Democrats. But with a 50-50 split, they've got to they've enter into a power-sharing agreement, it's called, where the Republicans have some leverage uh, committees instead of one party ha- always having the majority in all the committees where a lot of the work is done pr- prior to a full uh, floor vote. Um, instead of it being dominated by by one party, the party in the majority, it's uh, shared 50-50. And, and, and they share other, other um, power in other ways as well with as far as the rules of the Senate. The Senate has all kinds of rules, uh, some of them pretty arcane rules. You got to know the rules to win the game. And um, power sharing can go a long way, um, especially if it's worked out with some tough negotiating um, it matters. It matters, too, because with a 50-50 split, if you've got one Democrat, for example, who is not willing to get rid of the filibuster, or one Democrat who doesn't like a particular judicial nominee, you can get him or her voting with the Republicans, and then we have a functional majority. It's much harder to do that if you need two instead of one. On a lot of things, you can get one. Well, I shouldn't say on a lot of things, but on certain things, like the filibuster, which is very important to preserve. You see what I'm saying? Plus, you have to keep in mind, electing either Herschel Walker or Warnock now, and the runoff is December 6th. And by the way, the early voting starts in a couple of weeks. The early voting is going to start, depending on county, right at the end of November, starting around 27, 28 of November. Start contacting your friends in Georgia. We'll talk about a couple of practical things in a moment. But the election of this senator now, remember the senators don't serve two-year terms. They serve six-year terms. So this is going to affect the balance of the Senate, not only now going into uh, 2023, but in the 2024 election when the Democrats already have a very difficult map, they have to defend 23 Senate seats. We only have to defend 10 in 2024 with having already this extra Republican seat. I shouldn't say extra, but you know what I'm saying. For having this Republican seat, it makes it all the more likely to get the majority next time. 
and not only next time, but the time after that. So this is affecting the next two Congresses. These senators served for six years. Come on, let's get it right. Let's get it right now. We don't want this guy in there, Warnock, until 2028. Stop him now. You've stopped him for the next two Congresses. This is, yes, it matters. Don't let people think in Georgia, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Democrats already won the Senate. No, it's not that simple. Don't make it easy for them. Contact the people you know in Georgia. And here's a practical action item before we, we say the Lord's Prayer and, and finish here. Um, do you want to make phone calls? You, I'm not. I, I, those of you that live in Georgia, obviously, use every waking hour that you can to work on this election. So let's get victory here. And let's get people out to vote right away. You know, and great value in voting on election day, but there's also great value in using the time you have during early voting to get as many votes in as possible. Don't let the other side run up, run up a big lead that then we have to overcome all in one day. That's the other side of that, that coin. Actually, Dick Morris makes this argument in his, uh, in his book. I know there's two, there's two different ways of thinking about this. But he says, hey, you know, early voting every day, once early voting starts, every day is election day. Treat it that way and urgently get voters out. Um, but listen, you want to make phone calls to voters in Georgia? You can do that. You can help to do that. Uh, if you go to our website, ProLifeVote.com, that's our, our organization, Priests for Life, our election website is ProLifeVote.com. You go there, and we've got... Um, an action link there about the Georgia primary uh, runoff. And you'll find a, a way there to sign up to make phone calls. This is with our Ralph Reed's organization, Faith and Freedom. You'll find a link there where you can sign up from the comfort of your home. You make those phone calls. They, they know exactly who to call, by the way. Persuadable voters. You know, it's all about turnout, right? It's all about turnout. Take part, friends. Take part, even if you can just devote a little bit of time. Make some phone calls into Georgia. Let's overwhelm the system with the right kind of votes for Herschel Walker. Okay, so let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to shape our nation. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be watchmen on the wall, looking out for what is right. We thank you for the opportunity Lord, to support the right kind of candidates and to defend freedom and to save our nation. Bless Herschel Walker and his team. Bless them with incredible strength, with incredible wisdom, with joyful confidence, with the ability to inspire voters to get out in greater numbers than ever before and win this victory. Inspire that team, protect that team, give them the ability to fend off all the fiery darts of the enemy, all the underhanded tactics, all the unfair attacks, all the nonsense that will be thrown at them in these ne next few weeks. And Lord, give the voters of Georgia the wisdom and the strength to do the right thing here. Looking not just at Georgia, looking at the direction of the nation, looking at the strength of the Senate. We sum up all our prayers in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As President Trump tells us, we are part of undoubtedly the greatest political movement in our history. And this country doesn't belong to those trying to destroy it. It belongs to you and me. Let's go forward with confidence because the best days for America are yet to come. Friends, connect with me on social media, FR Frank Pavone. As you can see on the that little lower third there on the screen, FR Frank Pavone, on all the major platforms, starting with Truth Social. Make sure you have your Truth Social account. We'll see you there. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.